This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everybody. I'm Matthew Bruni here with Glenn West for Go 24-7. And, Glenn, we are in Atlanta here in our hotel room. Uh, we just got done talking to Brian Kelly, got done talking to BJ Ojolari, um, Mike Jones, and... Jack Besh were the were the main ones. So we talked to all them, got some content up on the site. Check that out if y'all haven't already. But what were some of your takeaways from, from the day so far? Yeah, so, I mean, we had a chance to talk with all those guys, with the local media, you know, before they kind of roll them out and everything throughout the day. Um, you know, they were able to set up a little mo- local media session with all of us. And we were able to talk with the players. We got uh, Coach Kelly for about five minutes and, Uh, We got some really good stuff out of that first interview session. I I would say that was probably our most uh, beneficial, you know, session of the morning slash afternoon. And uh, yeah, I mean, for, for LSU, obviously the the, the focus is shifting to fall. It's getting to be that time where, you know, the Tigers are going to start preparing for fall camp. It's their last, uh, really their last week of summer workouts before they kind of take a little bit of a breather and uh, get their bodies right for fall camp. So uh, yeah, it's going to be very, uh, you know, interesting. I think probably one of the biggest takeaways for me was uh, you know, I had a chance to talk with all the all the players and Coach Kelly about recruiting for a little bit, and there just seems to be on an equal playing field in terms of just how uh, you know how involved they are with with the recruiting process. How you know, I mean, you guys have seen it on social media how active they are and putting out tweets and reaching out to recruits and. Uh, we have some some really great stuff coming out on all that stuff. So, um, you know, I think it was, you know, a, a really beneficial you know session to get to talk to those guys. We, uh, you know, Mike Jones is a character, as you'll see in some of these yep. interview sessions. You know, he's a guy that really stood out in terms of his media presence. And I think he definitely has a future in, in this business if he wants to do it after his football career. But, um, yeah, I mean, what, what, what were some of your, I guess, main takeaways from those guys? I mean, yeah, going off that Mike Jones Thing. I mean, yeah, you could listen to him talk at any point, just about anything, really. He just he just goes yeah. and he's animated. He got the hand gestures and everything. So uh, you always love talking to Mike Jones. Obviously, last year we talked to him before the year and then he didn't play as much. So yeah. we didn't hear from him the rest of the season, really. So now the expectations are for him and for that defense is to step up into the shoes of a Damone Clark of a Neil Farrell on, on the defensive line, right? And so you ask them about young players. Those are always interesting. You get different names there that maybe um, some you were expecting. You know, he threw out uh, – B.J. Ojolari threw out, like, Mason Smith. You're like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, Mike Jones threw out Harold Perkins and Demario Tolan. I thought that was really interesting because he just raved about their um, their infectious energy, whereas, um, you know, watching film, uh, getting, on, getting on the field early. Demario Tolan was obviously here in the spring – uh, Perkins showed up in the summer, but I mean, I, I, I just looking at the linebacker room and which I think I, I real quickly talk about it. I think it's deeper than people give it, give it credit for, right? I think uh, you get West weeks in there, you get Tolan, you get Perkins and Perkins maybe could play Jack if you wanted to as well. Uh, maybe more of a true outside linebacker, but 
I mean, I feel really good about the linebacker room moving forward uh, yeah. just with, with those guys. Just uh, a, yeah, yeah, I mean, just another quick note on that. I mean, I talked with Jack Best, and the first name out of his mouth on a younger player was Greg Penn. Yeah. And we got to see Greg Penn a little bit towards the end of last year, and uh, really sounds like he took that next step in the spring. It really looks like he's in for a big year, too. Um, and and uh, I asked, you know, Mike Jones about him, and he says he's got that, he's got that, you know, next linebacker you mentality, and he's going to be a guy that I think is really heavily involved uh, with this defense next to Jones, next to Baskerville. Uh, I think you still have to wait and see with the young guys. I mean, I think you know they're, 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 you can show great promise, and that's great. But uh, until we see him in the fall, I think it's going to be very interesting to see which one of these older vets or you know guys who have been around the program now for a little bit can really assert themselves and, and be a big part of this defense. And it's always hard to project a young player to break in until yeah. they actually do it. You know, it's like you look at it and you're like, just naturally I have like seniors, juniors, you know, as the starters for the most part. And, but if Harold Perkins came in and was that game changing type guy, even if he's not a starter, it's a huge boost for this team because the linebacker position for me is one of the big question marks of this team. You lose Damone Clark. And while well, I think, Penn and Jones and Baskerville are all talented. It's like this is where this could either make or break this defense to a degree, right? With yeah. the, you know what you're getting on the defense line for the and secondary, you know what you're getting for the most part. I mean, it's a bunch of transfers that are all experienced. The linebackers are really, I think, what's going to determine this this defense's ceiling. So it was good to hear from Jones and Besh and all the guys, uh, even Ojolari to a degree, um, talk about their trust in the linebacker room and just as a defense, how they've communicated. That was obviously a big thing as well. I'm always hesitant to, um, in these media days, to be like, you know, oh, we're all talking. We're all, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. You know, they said that every year. Yeah. So, but still, the linebacker position, for them to focus on it, to me, was was a bit was, uh, yeah. important. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. I think you have to throw in that house's name. It's, it's, you know, it's just a, you know, have your defensive coordinator also be your linebacker's coach. Yeah. I think it just means a lot for that that unit in particular in terms of, being ahead of the defensive schemes, knowing what they're going to have to do from a leadership standpoint to kind of control everything on the defensive side of the ball. Those are kind of your your main leaders in terms of you know, just getting those guys everywhere where they're supposed to be. And I think, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a position group to really follow this spring. Um, you know, another thing that I kind of wanted to ask Coach Kelly about, well, obviously the quarterbacks. I mean, we talked a little bit about the quarterbacks with him and uh, with Jack Besh. Uh, I had a chance to ask him about the quarterback position and Jackson, a really unique situation to where he grew up playing with Walker Howard and he's known Walker Howard since they were both like six, seven years yeah. old. Um, and then he, he's roommates with Garrett Nussmeyer. So he's got a really unique perspective on the young quarterbacks in this room. And the more we keep hearing, you know, from, from player people within that program, the more they talk about Garrett Nussmeyer and how, you know, he's really uh, emerged as a, as a really strong candidate to win this job. And so, uh, you know, you talk with coach Kelly today, they, they all, said the, the, you know, disciplinary things, you know, the discipline, you know, kind of approach in terms of how they're going to be moving forward this unit in the fall. But, um, you know, I do think that, you know, there's, there's some real momentum gaining on, on Nussmeyer. And I think, uh, you know, I think that's going to be making for a very interesting kind of early start to fall camp. Yeah. And I saw one of Kelly's pressers, I think with the radio people mm -hmm. he did after us, he, he said that, you know, they they weren't going to name a starter early in camp, or at least, you know, within like three or four days, like that wasn't the plan. And to me, I always thought that they would have to do that because of how different the styles were. And I I did ask him in the yeah. scrum earlier, I was like, what is it like having the, the quarterbacks be so different? And he's just like, you know, when the offense is instilled, 
it's kind of just tweaks instead of like wholesale changes, which obviously makes sense on paper and in theory. And I, I know he knows what he's doing. And that's why with the whole quarterback situation, we could spend three hours talking about the quarterback situation here. But to me, I'm just entering it with a very open mind to say, whoever they pick, I trust them. I, I really do. Cause I, I don't think you mean nobody in the media, no, no fan has any idea besides what we saw in the spring game, what we saw at spring practices, which was give or take Jane Daniels got a lot of reps, you know, Brennan got his share of reps. Nussmeyer um, showed off, showed out in the spring game. Um, it's just interesting to watch to, to hear Kelly still be like, it's a competition. Like we, we still don't know exactly. Yeah. And so with that being the case, I mean, you, you talk about Garrett Nussmeyer, I mean, I we both look at him as being potentially the the most talented guy. Yeah. Now, does he have it all put together yet? Is what we don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, just going back and listening to some of that film too, expanding on that a little bit. You know, he, he you, you don't expect a starter to be named in the first three or four days. But one of the things Kelly did say, which I thought was interesting, was that they're going to start parceling out this offense to fit each quarterback skill set very early. And I think he because you know the belief is. You know, you tailor an offense towards one player and the next and the next, whichever one gets, you know, the offense in the best position based on their skill sets is the guy who's going to be the front runner for the job. And I do think that they want to have at least a sense of who's going to be that that guy early on. You know, I do think they're going to, uh, you know, tailor this offense to what each guy does specifically well. And what we've heard really religiously, really since the spring is that they want to get these playmakers in space. They want to get the ball in their hands something we heard again today from Coach Kelly. But I think the interesting part on top of that is just that they're going to tailor this offense from really the first day of camp um, around each player specifically, uh, each quarterback specifically, and whichever one really shows to be the best at what he does for the offense and which, you know, the offense is obviously uh, running smoother with those quarterbacks. Those guys are going to have the early edge in camp and, That'll be very interesting to see how those first week, week and a half play out with with all the different offensive schemes. Yeah, no, the quarterback position is all is going to continue to be one of the talking points that I look forward to because everybody has their own opinion. I have to behind. I mean, <laughs> we, we just jump to the board real quick and get all y'all's opinions on me and Matt's Nussmeyer, <laughs> uh, com, uh, you know, prediction. I think uh, we ru- we ruffled some feathers there with that one, but it was great. Um, if you ever want to just just get people engaged on the board, just be like, who's going to be starting quarterback? <laughs> 15 pages yeah 15 pages yep yep but uh all right uh what else what else we got here uh, there was some talk about Keishon Boutte being the number seven we heard from Kelly on that I heard a little bit from Ojolari on that yeah. um he said he was very really excited to see him in that and it, it felt like just from those two the trust was there mm-hmm. like there was none there's none of this like oh you know maybe he opts out or something like that like they gave him the number seven and it feels like from Ojolari and Kelly and those are the two that I heard from I don't know if you heard anything from Besh but from those two it just felt like this is our guy. Yeah. This is the number seven. This is the guy we trust with this number moving forward. Yeah. And I guess, you know, kind of building on that a little bit, the one interesting question that I think Kelly was asked at the podium, um, he asked about leadership and he asked about accountability and that being kind of a two way street. You know, they're yeah. building trust uh, with the players, but the players also have built trust with the coaching staff. And you know, we heard very early on that wasn't necessarily the case with a lot of these, you know, stars, you know, the, the Butes of the world. And that seems to have completely flipped in the last several months and weeks. I mean, Butte has been on hand. He was at the Manning of Passing Academy thrown with all the quarterbacks a couple weeks ago. And uh, he seems to really have embraced, you know, being that number seven. Obviously it's a 
honor well deserved for him. He's the best player on this roster. I'm not sure it's particularly close. He's going to be a top 10 pick in next year's draft if he all things break the right way for him. And um, I think that the fact that now they're on a on a level playing ba- uh, level base where you know the coach is out there publicly endorsing him and talking about how you know great of a teammate he is and all that stuff. I think that just kind of builds you to believe that there's really a lot of momentum gaining on this uh, coaching staff and player front in terms of just the trust they're building in terms of the relationships they're cultivating. And that's really an important part of the summer that I think can get missed when obviously coaches are in the midst of recruiting and also, uh, you know, building up, you know, the nuances of the offense and defense, you want to still, you know, keep that player, you know, coach and player player relationships, you know, building and growing adding into the fall. And I think, you're certainly seeing that with LSU, and uh, we'll see how the chemistry looks on the field. But off the field, it certainly seems like they're in a much better spot, even since the end of spring. Yeah, and obviously they send these three players who are all great and really well media trained, and so you get a lot of really good answers. Uh, <laughs> who would have thought, man, after that Jack Besh you know, press conference that we had after his first or second game, yeah. that he would be the one representing LSU. Yeah. I mean, that was – one of the all-time greats. If you haven't seen it, look it up after uh, – what, what, what game was the, it? Was it wasn't it? McNeese. It, was, it wasn't UCLA. It was McNeese. I can't remember what the schedule but, was like. But yeah, just, just go back and look for Central it. I mean, it's, it's, it's just tremendous. But, in there. Um, yeah, so that, that that was – you know, obviously these are all really great speakers. I mean, we talked touched on Mike Jones a little bit. But even a guy like Ojalary, who we didn't really talk to a whole lot last year. We talked to him some in the spring. Um, he, he seems to have really gotten comfortable in front of you know media guys and was was certainly you know shooting the breeze and and, and giving us some some really good answers. So I um, while we we're on the offense, a quote just came back to me because you know all these quote we've heard people oh. talk for like an hour straight and and so it all just <laughs> runs together. Yeah, a long wins. time. We all just runs together. Um, Brian Kelly in our medium media scrum, somebody asked him what position group he needs to see accelerate and continue to improve basically and he said the offensive line he didn't like he didn't really hesitate really too much he was like we need to get those guys together you know we have trans we have transfers we have young guys it's just a lot that they need to bring together at this point is that concerning to you i don't know that it's necessarily concerning i mean it's something we've heard since the spring and Mm -hmm. you know i do think the one thing is that you're not able to get out on the field in the summer with these guys and i feel like offensive line more than any other position really you have to get out on the field. You have to put in reps together. You have to build that cohesion on the field with the quarterbacks and the receivers. And you're just not able to do that as much during the summer. I do yeah. think they the, the second part of that that Kelly did say is they have a lot of talent. They yes. feel good about the depth of the group overall. They're just trying to find the right combinations. And I think that's something that you want to find pretty early in spring. I think unlike the quarterback position, you'd like to have in a good – uh, or sorry, fall. Yeah, okay. I've got spring on the mind, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah, you want to f- figure that stuff out in the fall. And um, you know, I th- certainly think that there are some 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 players who have established themselves. Will Campbell, the freshman, I think seems like a, a really betting favorite to win that left tackle spot. I think you know Miles Frazier is a guy you're going to see on the field a lot. Um, Charles Turner sounds like you know he's got that center position. And yeah, don't say that too yeah, much, man. People I won't say gonna, it. I won't gonna... say it too much, but. <laughs> Uh, we didn't see a whole lot of other guys getting serious reps at center in the spring. And so I think you kind of have to go in, you know, the, the the fall with the offensive line in particular with a lot of those same rotations that you saw in the spring and just see which ones work and which ones you need to tinker with a little bit. And Kelly then, after, uh, while he was at the main, you know, main stage and everything like that, he continued with that. And he said it's going to 
decide our season to a degree. Like yeah. it's going to decide how good our offense is. We have to win up front because the offense line. And he brought it up kind of without even being prompted to a degree, the offensive line. So I'm not concerned about it, but there is definitely a kind of how I brought up the linebackers on defense. The offensive line, obviously, every single team in the country says the offensive line will decide it. And it's it's true with this team because you have Keishon Boutte, you have Malik Neighbors, you have Jack Besh, you have all this talent. What is the talent if you can't block? Right. right. And that's what the whole thing is. When you go against AM, Alabama, you know, go down the list, Florida, Ole Miss, all these teams are going to have capable defensive linemen, Auburn as well. Can they give whoever the quarterback is enough time? Can they give, can they establish a run game early in the season? Um, you know, to whereas last year, obviously it was hit or miss at times. Uh, that's just really what's what it's going to come down to. And it's good to hear Brian Kelly, I don't want to say admit that, but. Yeah, talk about that. Be very open about that. Be like, we have this all this talent, but you know we have to put it together at the end of the day, and that's what fall camp's going to be for. And that's going to be one of the biggest headlines for me. Obviously, outside like quarterback, is the offensive line coming together? Is it the five we saw in spring? Does Dellinger slide in there? Does like Martinez? Who yeah. who's in there? That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. I think that's you know that's the spot you got to get right. Those five positions and. um you know, LSU, I mean, the one other thing is that I'll add to the offensive line is Coach Kelly, the last question he got was uh, from legendary Bob Holt of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, who uh, is uh, certainly a staple around the, the SEC media days and everything. Uh, asked him about Brad Davis and asked him about why he was the only assistant coach that, you know, Coach Kelly yeah. kept on after the, you know, after the coaching change. And Kelly was enamored and, and just uh, – really impressed with the Davis's ability to relate to the players that he was, you know, all the players on the roster that were left with that, you know, 39 man, you know, yeah. <laughs> bowl uh, extravaganza that LSU was left with. But uh, yeah, I mean, he was just super impressed with Kelly's or with Davis's ability to relate to the players and really have a strong cohesion with them. And he thought and he, he kind of part of his answer was if he can do that with the entire team, what can he do with 15 to 18 players on the offensive line that he's yeah. really focused on? And so um, I do think that, you know, LSU's in a good spot with, with coach Davis, you know, kind of leading the helm. He had obviously some really great, uh, you know, instruction from learning from one of the best in, in Pittman. And I, I think it's going to be a, a long-term play for sure. Cause you still got to get some bodies in here, some more depth in this O line, yeah. but certainly a, a, you know, one or two year short-term look at it. I think, um, you you got to expect, you know, they're going to make some kind of improvements with the full offseason under him. Yeah, I mean, I think that's all I got. Um, Greg Sankey brought up uh, Brian Kelly dancing. Oh, yeah, we got the Brian Kelly there dancing. Was, we hit the, the – the, the TikTok star on SEC Network. We got the language, you know, the, the Southern family. accent, the family. You know, all of the all, of all the hits were, the were bingo certainly card. played during the podium uh, appearance with all the national media guys here and – uh, you know, it's it's you know it's part of it, I guess. Especially with the national media, I think, that I, yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of the local media were just kind of looking around at each other here, like, okay, is this what this is? I guess what we're doing today. So. It's like it's like this joke was good in January, yeah, or February, and now we're in July and we're still hearing about oh, it. Yeah. But it, it, like I said, it's the national media here, people from everywhere asking them. The place. Um, yeah. Greg Sankey, I mean, hell, we could we could spend an hour on Greg Sankey's little. Uh, 30 minute spiel yeah. about expansion and everything like that but we'll uh we'll keep this to lsu so we hope you all enjoyed it uh share uh leave a like comment uh subscribe on youtube leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to the podcast and we'll talk to you later okay 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.